is podcast coaching worth it? You may have seen online all of these people saying like, I 10x my podcast growth. I connected to my audience. I had dream guests reach out. Well, even though there's a lot of different ways to coach and a lot of different uh, ways to go about it because your podcast in a way kind of is unique, I want to offer the perspective of how I've been coaching podcasters so that you have an idea, not just about what it could look like for you, but also demystify what a coach could be and what results can you get. And obviously, I'm going to be talking about my coaching program, Part Party Success Roadmap from Struggle to Celebration in 90 Days. And to do so, I'm welcoming my coaching client, Hetel Bauman. She's the host of the Global Health Pursuit podcast, and she's joining us in this episode of the podcast space. Hi, Hetel. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm just so honored to be part of your show because I've been listening to your show for a while and now to be a guest is pretty cool. Well, I am so glad to give you the spotlight and to break down a little bit of what we've been able to do because it's so funny. I really wish I had filmed myself every time you text me and and you tell me what was going on because... <laughs> I was like, yay! And you were like, oh my God, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm crying too. And like, <laughs> and you're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I am. And then I'll like try to take a photo and then it would not look like I was crying. I was like, I look like a dum dum. Anyway. <laughs> so I would love to um, help people kind of understand about your journey prior to working with me and give me a picture of like what your own journey has been so that people can understand a little bit of what it, it could look like for them. Yeah. So, my journey has a lot of twists and turns. So I'm not sure how far back I should go, but I have two degrees in engineering. In my previous life, I was a biomedical engineer. I worked at Johnson & Johnson. I did a lot of job hopping because I was not quite sure what I wanted to do. I think that a lot of it was programming in my mind where I felt like I just needed to climb the career corporate ladder and make it that way. But I think that along the lines or along that journey, I found this topic of global health. And I knew that I was always passionate within healthcare and passionate about traveling and then just learning about the world through service trips to India, Honduras, El Salvador as well, and then just backpacking trips. And I've always just had this amazement and curiosity about how people in different parts of the world live. I guess the podcasting journey actually started in 2020. And that was when I started to reach out to nonprofits, people within the social impact space to learn about what they were doing to serve people around the world. And I realized a few months down the line that I should be recording these little conversations that I'm having and then just putting it on a podcast and letting more people hear about it. Long story short, that was the first time I launched the podcast in 2020. I actually completely burned out from work and that's a whole other story. <laughs> a lot of us can relate to wanting to get a lot done and it just ends up that that wasn't our path. Yeah. And I think the burnout piece along with doing the podcast all by myself. I think at that point in time, I didn't realize that I could ask for help. Maybe like me being a woman and then also having such a high achieving personality 
I just wanted to do everything myself and working a really high stress job at the same time, all of that just accumulated and overflowed and couldn't do it anymore. Left the podcast behind in 2021 was when I left the podcast behind and I left my job. In 2022, I started working with coaches to understand where I wanted to go. You know, honestly, it's a very existential crisis. I feel like I have those every two weeks. I just wanted to know, like, what is my direction? I just wanted to have a compass. And it all just pointed back to this podcast. And the Global Health Pursuit podcast was reborn after that. I realized that this is what I wanted to do. And it's been a journey. I'm 47 episodes in and there's no stopping me anytime soon. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But obviously having Anna as a coach has been instrumental in my progress, even like to this day. So let's fast forward into the moment where you're like, Hmm, because I feel like a lot of people follow me and they're like, oh, you know, thank you for the advice. And what was that moment that clicked on like, hey, I appreciate all of her free knowledge and like the podcast and all that from that moment to, oh, I actually think I want to work with her. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like you said, will follow and take advice and utilize that advice. The thing that drew me to you was not only because you were very down to earth, but you were also so conducive to chatting. You know, like if I were to DM you and say like, this is what is happening right now, there wasn't really like a real gate. Right. You weren't like, oh, you need to sign up for this thing for me to give you any advice. I think helped me to build a relationship with you even prior to working with you because I was able to understand, okay, this is how Anna is. This is the way that she kind of gives advice. Super down to earth, you know, just listening to your own podcast just feels like you're just chatting, you know? And I think there's a lot of coaches or people who have courses that are like, you need to do this and kind of talking at you in a sense, you know, and it didn't feel that way with, with you. And that's kind of what I look for when I'm looking for somebody to support me in any type of journey. Right. So if it's a therapist, a career coach, even a hairstylist, I need somebody to be able to speak with and feel like we're both on the same level. I think that's what people want. They want somebody who's done it. But the whole saying that learn from somebody who's just a few steps ahead of you. So you don't feel as if your task is that out of reach. Right. Like there's people that like stretching and feeling like I'm like, oh, I'm completely out of depth. And there's people who need to be able to like relate to the journey itself and feel like, okay, it's doable. I can see how I can get it done. So I appreciate that. Would you mind talking a little bit about your own pain points and like the journey where you were personally and like what wasn't working on the podcast? Like what was that step that you were like, that's it, I'm done. I'm really curious because I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with that. At that point, 
I really wanted to understand how I can not only grow the podcast, but help it not be so overwhelming. One thing that I learned from you, and you even talk about this on your own podcast, is not every podcast has to be a full-length interview, right? Not every podcast has to be like a an hour episode. And that was something that helped me tremendously in terms of planning, because then it made me feel like I didn't have to have 15 guests lined up at the same time. I am wedding planning right now. I'm sure you're working a full-time job, but being able to understand what matters and what you say, like your high impact tasks or goals. I think what was so jumbled up in my mind at the time where I was like, what do I focus on? I want to make this a business. People have secured partnerships and sponsorships before even launching their podcast. Right. So it was a lot of imposter syndrome and not really understanding how to begin to have those conversations with organizations, corporations, but then at the same time, nurture my own podcast and not forget about creating valuable content. And I think at that point in time, I was like, I just need someone to help me not only stay on track, but also be another set of eyes on specific emails, like things like emails and DMs and that kind of thing that was so incredibly helpful for me because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And I want to make a side note here. There's different styles of coaching. There's different styles of approaching podcast growth. And something that we did, yeah, it was like we had our weekly calls and then we would discuss what was a high priority for that week or connected to what your goals were for our time together. Because I think it's helpful for people to realize that downloads, I always say this is not the ultimate goal because it means nothing. But what were your three main goals when we started working together? My biggest goal was to secure partnerships or even just get the ball moving on creating partnerships because I had zero clue on how to do that. The other goal was to create more connections with people and outreach with people and not necessarily through promoting a podcast episode. Kind of build that authority level with people and and not necessarily with new episode out. It was really building one-on-one connections and relationships with people where I felt like this could lead to something. Yeah. And one of your goals that you had said was was about a newsletter. So I remember you wrote, I I think I want to start a newsletter, but I honestly could not imagine myself being able to do one because I'm just so overwhelmed. I can't imagine doing that. And and you do have a newsletter right now. So let's talk about some results because I think those are, they paint a better picture of what people can achieve once they're growing with a coach and, you know, having accountability and having someone to be like, okay, these are some of the options. Go. Yeah. I think that with the newsletter, I was overwhelmed at first because that was the biggest pain point for me was just being overwhelmed by all of the work, you know, because I am a solopreneur right now and I had a newsletter before 
but I put a lot of time and effort into it. I was writing like new copy for it each and every week. And I realized through speaking with you that I could not only revive my email list, but then also use that copy or use copy that was already generated. And AI is a beautiful thing and utilize it for different audiences or different platforms. And that made life so much easier where I didn't have to think about, okay, this is the copy that I'm going to write for my email. This is the copy that I'm going to write for my LinkedIn newsletter. This is the copy that I'm going to write in my show notes. I was able to kind of weave similar copy through all of those platforms because I'm hitting different people. And that was one thing that I learned that I could do. And from that, I created a whole new LinkedIn newsletter. I didn't have one from the very beginning. So I created a new one. I think I started, I don't know, episode 30 something. And now I have about 450 subscribers on that newsletter. Which is growing way faster than your regular newsletter, which is fascinating because LinkedIn is the main platform they wanted to be more visible on. So that was awesome. Right. I'm getting like seven to eight subscribers per week, which is great. Right. With minimal work, which is insane in comparison with what you were doing before. Right. And then also utilizing an email newsletter, as well as this LinkedIn newsletter, there are different components where you can just reuse every single newsletter and it's generated donations for me. Yes. Thank you for like perfect segue into the one thing that honestly was the most surprising. I mean, surprising. I I thought that you were one of your goals was again through sponsorships or monetization of the podcast Mm -hmm. somehow. And you had been, it's not that you weren't asking. So guide us through what was happening before through the donations, because you have it since almost like the beginning of the show to actually how much you made and what the process was. I think by now I've made, I want to say like $2,500 through repeated monthly donations, but then also one-off donations, this website called Kofi.com. And I think from the very beginning, I would ask every now and then, you know, through LinkedIn and I'd say, you know, your support helps me to continue the production of the Global Health Pursuit podcast. And through that, I, you know, I, it's great. Like I, I have about $115 in repeating donations every month. And there was one drive, like, I think it was like a week or two weeks where I was really asking people. Wasn't it for uh, Giving Tuesday? Yes. yes. That was intentional, was, y'all. <laughs> that, that was intentional for sure. That was Giving Tuesday at the end of last year. And I know like people are donating to nonprofits and stuff, but I wanted to make people know that I'm supporting nonprofits with this podcast. And if you could support me to support these nonprofits, that would be amazing, especially on a Giving Tuesday. And I made about $500, a little bit more than $500 on that time. From 29 uh, super fans. I was looking at the stats. That's pretty cool. And I got my first check in the mail. 
somebody who I have been like a nonprofit leader wrote me a little message. And I remember him emailing me and he's saying, Hey, I really like your work and I appreciate it. What's your address so I can mail you a check? That was something that was like, what? But I'm going to get a real, a real check in the mail that is addressed to global health pursuit. That is something that I will cherish. And it's funny because I'm across from me right now. I have a little like tack board and just like those three sentences are just huge for me because it tells me that people value what I'm doing and that this podcast could be monetized and could be valued at a dollar amount, you know? And I think that a lot of podcasters, they just think, oh, it's just a podcast. Who's going to pay me for a podcast? But like Neil Patel says, podcasting is a blue ocean. And he's talked about this crazy stat where there's so many blogs in the world where every 7.8 person has a blog, but podcasting is such a blue ocean that only one in every 1,500 people has a podcast. About 90% of podcasters drop off before the first year. But I think if you find your value in whatever you're doing and you see that people value you, that was something that was huge for me. Yeah, I want to reiterate a few things that you said, because I've worked in the nonprofit world. I told you so many things that I was like, hey, we've tried this in the past, and this is what's probably going to happen behind the scenes. And we were able to look through what your goals were. And there's so many people that would say, why would they choose to donate to me when they can donate directly to the nonprofit? So that was like mm -hmm. myth busting number one. And then mm -hmm. number two is the newsletter is reaching the same people that my podcast is. Well, like so many people are saying that, but I feel like the donation drive was super effective because we incorporated the emails. So there's something to be said about the user experience. When you're listening to a podcast, you have to go to the show notes. You have to go from the show notes to the website and then enter your information. Whereas if you're receiving an email, it's one click away. So really helping you navigate that like user experience and putting donations not only on the show notes consistently, having ads on the podcast for that period, and the emails really help you. Oh, and we added more prominent donation because you didn't even have a way to donate to the podcast through your own website. So we even worked on really looking holistically at how to increase that donation numbers. And so for people thinking about it, like there's a lot of things that need to be put in place. As you said, there was a reason like Giving Tuesday, you even did a solo episode on that, breaking down like what was Giving Tuesday, educating people and like why this date came to be. So I thought it was really really cool. So just for those thinking people could pay me to feature it, like just the unexpected can happen. Because again, as you said, it is a blue ocean and not everyone is doing it. And there's so much of your passion and your dedication and your skill set that goes into it. And again, it's a craft like storytelling is a craft, just like people paint, you do a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really interesting thing um, that happened. You got your first check. It was so cool. I know. <laughs> I know. I opened my own little bank account. Yes, you launched that as a business. That was huge. I feel like I 
mm-hmm. that in itself was just a confident booster. Like, yeah, like world, don't wait for me because I'm coming now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, and I know that I am still working on, you know, the mindset. <laughs> The mindset, but also just like capturing everything, taking a photo of everything. Like I should have taken a photo inside the Chase Bank where I did the creation of my bank account. But I think that acknowledging it and also before we hit record, just going back and seeing how many different things have come up since we started working together. Yeah, let's go. Let's dive into your notes. crazy. Yeah, I wrote it all down. In terms of really nice things people have said to me directly, you know, and people have commented and things like that. And even in the last week, I think it was like two or three, I had somebody who I partnered with last October send me a voice note to tell me that somebody who had listened to the podcast proactively applied to volunteer at their organization. This person is from that country that they are trying to serve, and she has connections with the medical system there. And so the amount of excitement that I heard from the founder was like, you can tell. He was so excited. Somebody listened to this podcast and someone proactively came out. It was like an actual ripple effect of this podcast. And in the podcast, the thing is, I think a lot of times people think that, oh, in order to like have an impact, you have to have hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode. But because the podcast is so niche, you know, people are listening to podcasts that they want to listen to and people who want to listen to global health podcasts are going to listen to my podcast and be drawn into whatever global health topic they're interested in. And this person was specifically interested in pediatrics. She's a pediatrician and she's from El Salvador and this nonprofit serves El Salvador. And it's so crazy. I cried, honestly, I cried because I was like, this is exactly what I want my podcast to be. I want it to be a connector. I wanted to be able to share those stories and then have people brought together. Right. Because obviously the podcast is so niche and there's so many organizations that do amazing work. But to me, the highlight has been like, okay, you know, there's this organization that I've been wanting to reach out and I've been waiting for them to reply for years. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that. Now, look, I started this podcast or I started this brand, I will say, in 2020. In 2020, there were multiple people and organizations that I wanted to work with. One of these organizations is a nonprofit called Shanti Bhavan. And the reason why I wanted to reach out to them was because I wanted to highlight them on the podcast, but I just really wanted to connect with this person. The person being an alum of the school. So Shanti Bhavan is a poverty alleviation boarding school. They take children from the age of three to four, raise them from K through 12, And then they support them when they go off to college, too, and help them get a job. These kids are coming from the most marginalized and poor backgrounds, like 
kids and families that are untouchables, like pariahs in this in their society, and they're giving a chance for an equitable education. Anyways, there is a Netflix documentary called Daughters of Destiny. I was scrolling through Netflix, watched it, and was so intrigued that I had to just look up a couple of these alum. I found one of them reached out to her on LinkedIn and said, hey, I saw Daughters of Destiny. I am so intrigued by your story. I would love to connect with you. And so she gave me her email. We chatted over email, but she was very, very busy. And she was pursuing a, a PhD in psychology, you know, and so it made sense. You know, she was having a lot of exams. She was very busy. And I reached out to her a few times. We kept missing each other. And then I completely burned out, left the podcast. And then when I launched the podcast again, I was like, I kind of want to reach back out to her. And it took me probably another two, three months to connect with her again. But then she introduced me to the chief operating officer, who's the son of the founder. We had an interview. And it was one of my favorite interviews. And to be able to finally connect with an organization that I have been just admiring from afar and highlight them on the podcast has been so, I think it just teaches you that your time will come, you know, and Maybe you're not ready to interview this organization right now. Maybe it's just not the time right now, right? And a lot of it is just you got to have the trust in the universe that this stuff will happen. But yeah, I mean, something like that happened. I had my first interview in a full-on podcast studio. I was like so, I was like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is so cool. You know, there's like mics and big lights and all of that. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And on top of that, I'm being interviewed. And then on top of that, if we're just talking about wins. Yes, right? please. We're talking about <laughs> wins. I've had, I wrote seven leads towards partnerships. And now I'm consistently having one or two conversations a week about partnerships. Whether it goes anywhere or not, but the thing is, I'm having conversations and people are responding. And it's, I wouldn't have thought that this would have been able to be the case just a few months ago. And it's so interesting because when you have somebody like Anna, right, in your corner where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to write this email and see... It's so nuanced to have a set of eyes to look at that and then teach you maybe like think about what their, you know, the organization or the corporation is thinking and maybe make it more about them, right? Make it more about what they would benefit from or whatever it is to have that kind of person in your corner who, first of all, won't judge you. That's like the biggest thing. It's like to have somebody who doesn't judge even if you make a boo-boo, right? <laughs> right. That's the biggest thing. And I think I have learned so much about how to craft an email to send somebody. I remember Anna 
I was sitting in a coffee shop and it took me five hours to write one email. And you were like, don't worry, it'll get easier. And it has gotten easier. Yep. But also, it's funny, though, like all of these things were in the back of your mind. And I was like, Hetel, just do it. Start sending those emails. Stop waiting for those downloads to be more like you have a skill set. Your podcast is amazing. Let's go. What are you waiting for? And you go from not reaching out at all. And that's what I love about you is that you go like, okay, challenge accepted. And you just like, (laughs) literally, you would be like, all right, email to so-and-so sent. And by the way, I'm reaching out to so-and-so on LinkedIn. And like, you went from being so afraid to be visible online to just starting, like really taking bold steps. And again, one of your goals was showing up as an authority and making more meaningful conversations with leaders in the industry and to go and honestly, I should have asked you like track the amount of like outreach you're doing. It's probably at some point you were like doing a minimum of like 20 messages or emails or just sending out thoughtful messages and inviting people who you've been dreaming of having. And I'm like, to me, to be on this side and just see you do all of this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's so important to not judge, but also to just like multiple times I was like, I'm not pushing you too hard because you even had like some life circumstances happen that were understandably slowing down based on what you were doing things. And so I was like, hey, I'm not. Yeah, I had a family member pass and that was hard. And, you know, to be able to continue on with the podcast and continue what I was doing while I was going through all of that, that's also huge. And it was hard, you know, at that point, it's almost like you kind of want to just throw in the towel because it's hard to keep up with normal life when somebody that important to you passes. And being able to continue, even though I'm like giving almost minimal effort, but at the same time, seeing wins happen, that's the dream. It's almost like that dream of passive right. income. And, and um, what, something that I think it's yeah. important to, to make sure that we're mentioning, you know, it was your choice to continue releasing content, right? Like it's not that whatever reason your grandma passed and you were like, well, the episode has to go out. Like it still made sense for you because you were like, I don't know what to do this week. And I was like, hey, you have some options in case you want to release content. You don't have to not release content. But I think you you did a replay because I asked you, I was like, hey, what is like a high performing episode that you know is like a favorite or something? And that episode performed really well. Your downloads continued to grow. And you had minimal work. But again, at the same time, it's like you could have chosen to not release an episode and would have been fine, but at least know that you had options, right? And you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I think that was like huge. I think there was like feeling like I didn't want to give up and I wanted to continue on. And I knew that in the back of my mind that that saying, right, this too shall pass. I knew that it would be really, really difficult but I was trying to give myself grace. Okay, if I do a replay, it's okay. Now I'm incorporating replays in my future episodes. Almost 50 episodes in, not everyone who finds my podcast has been listening since the very first podcast episode. So it's like having that mindset too, to be like, hey, this is one of my very first episodes that I think that you love to listen to. 
But I remember that at the time, we were going through a lot of worldly news that were relevant, and you picked a guest that was really connected to what was going on in the world. So you were actually tapping from world events to get new listeners and to get people's interest. So I think that that was like a skill set that you start developing as we work together and figuring out like, it's not just pulling an episode because it was like it had intention. Right. And I think that like that is a skill set that you can take from here on out and just have that awareness that like two things can be true at the same time and you don't have to burn out by delivering high quality content. Yeah. And I think another thing that I learned was how to really plan for the future in terms of my content. One thing that I did was look through the entire calendar of the year to see awareness days, women's health days and weeks and engineering weeks and anything that pertains to the field of global health. I put it into a calendar and I have somewhat of a content calendar and I would just put in those awareness days on those days. And then if I feel like I have an episode that I've already done in that category, that can potentially be a replay, or that also gives me a direction in terms of who to find as a guest for the future, instead of just floundering and being like, oh, I'll just interview anybody, you know, and that's fine. But at the same time, then you're able to, like you said, pull from current events or pull from whatever is happening or awareness that's happening throughout the entire social media verse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also look at those as opportunities. Like some people that you never thought about reaching out, you look at a date and you're like, oh my gosh, like this could be a really great opportunity for me to dive into this sub niche that I never looked into. And that would be really interesting. So like that, I feel like helps you make content a bit easier because you're not like kind of blinders on. You're like, oh, like suddenly I see opportunities where before I didn't. So I think that was a, a huge growing moment for you to to reduce the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I think working with you, Anna, is really just reducing overwhelm through and like it's the a lot of times, you know, it's the feeling that you're really trying to reach, right? And my for me it was feeling that less overwhelmed about having to churn out content, you know, and and not feeling like a cog in the wheel being like, okay, this week we got to do this or feeling obligated to do specific things. Whereas putting in systems where you don't have to feel overwhelmed about, you know, what your content's going to look like because you have kind of a plan. Set. Yeah. And also like taking the overwhelm to the joy, not only like the process themselves, because you're not overthinking it, but like also the process of inviting guests. Like before you would, you took five hours to write an email and now you're whipping out an email that takes you no effort, right? Like reaching out to people, thinking about, and again, like one thing that I, I will always be is transparent. And you were like, I really want to do sponsorships. And I was like, I can help you lay out the lay of the land and like help you navigate who to reach out and brainstorm. But like, check out the creator wizard. Like he's has amazing stuff. So I actually went out on my way to find resources for you because I was like, I know I don't know enough about this. And then you went on and did your own thing. And you're like, binge all his content. And I'm binging on all his content myself to learn. But like that, there's so much about it that you're like now understanding so much more about 
that you have valuable content and you have a skill set and your podcast is a platform that is worthy of being invested in. What you said about going out of your way to share another resource with me speaks to how humble you are and how down to earth you are. Because like you said, that might not be your specialty or your expertise, right? But for you to have the the sense that okay, let me just send her this person because I think this would help her. That's also something that I think really helped me because you weren't like, oh, well, I know everything and I'm going to tell you how to do everything, you know? And yeah, I binged his content. And that's, I think that's just what I do. Sometimes when I find something, I get obsessed you with have it. You focus? And <laughs> I find- and I think that's an ADHD yes. thing, too. Yes. You know, <laughs> one thing that I think we got to mention is like, I thought it was hilarious. Talk about being humble. Y'all, Hetzel would say something like, oh, I need support in this. And I was like, OK, you know, here are some options. And this was on our Telegram chat. So not always they would happen in real time. <laughs> and I would say, hey, you know, like this is an approach or that is an approach. Give it a go. And then you would come back to me and you'd be like, oh, my God, that worked out. And I'm like, I laughed so hard i'm like uh yeah i think i know what i'm talking about it would be so funny because i would text you and i would say hey how about this and you, within two hours you text me back and like oh my god so and so replied so it was a, a like a mix of like you almost like being surprised that i knew what i was talking about with the same time like somehow magically i would pull those things and would they would be happening for you <laughs> and i thought that would be the most hilarious part of our work together i think that's just my personality too i'm like wow Okay. <laughs> we're like, I mean, I don't know. We were talking about this before we hit record where I felt like there's a lot of childhood deprogramming that I have to do because I'm always so hard on myself in terms of like, this is the goal that I want to reach, but not being able to celebrate the wins along the way. And that's what I'm trying to focus on. It's all about the journey, not about the destination, right? And so I'll say something like, oh, it's kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of cool. I mean, I got an email today asking to be interviewed for a magazine. And and so then I messaged you. I said, this is kind of cool. And you're like, LOL, (laughs) kind of cool. But I say it so like nonchalantly, like, okay, I think it's just my upbringing it's like okay this was supposed to happen yes and and what is funny though is like again i cannot help you there but i'm like nudging and poking at you and i'm like remember this screenshot this i'm telling you and reminding you this is amazing because sometimes i feel like because we don't have context or enough i don't know i feel like sometimes we're too much in our own bubble we're like okay i guess everybody gets this and i'm like no not everybody gets this so i'm like hell no i know you even said not everyone like my friends don't donate to me to my podcast because you're like well this person knows me or like oh this is like someone in the industry i'm like my friends don't give me money just because and you're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) it's the little things y'all it's the little things so i think we covered a lot of things that we've been able to do together but like lastly i would just like to give you the opportunity to convince someone who's thinking like, yeah, yeah, this is all sounds great and good, but like, I'm going to DIY it. And you're going, uh-uh, this is why you should invest in coaching. So go give them the pitch, the closing argument. You can't make people 
be your client, right? What I'm going to say is DIY it. See how it goes. You know, I think a lot of people think like podcasting is this easy. I'm just going to record something and then I'm going to put it online, maybe write one new episode per week and see how it goes from there. I think that's what I felt and I thought in the very beginning of my journey with podcasting. I didn't think that people needed help or uh, that I would need help. Go ahead and DIY it. But once you hit a wall and you feel like you might need help, don't be afraid to ask for help. This is the biggest thing that I've had to learn for myself in so many different categories of life, right? Sometimes the free webinar isn't enough. Sometimes having somebody in your corner that will help you and push you and bring you to the next level is something that you need. There's like coaches and stuff that will say, I did this myself and it took me 10 years to get to wherever I need to go. I will help you get there in two years or whatever. And there's truth to that because when somebody is a few steps ahead of you who could actually decrease the amount of overwhelm that you're feeling and turn that into something that, oh, wow, I didn't know that I could do this or I didn't know I was capable of doing this. I think finding somebody that you resonate with and are able to have conversations with about your journey in a non-judgmental way, it's just huge. And making an investment like that, you see the results from your investment. I would say that I'm going to continue seeing it forever because I learned these skills to implement to all of my future things, right? Like all my future podcast episodes, all of my future outreach to people that I'm going to reach out to. So working with Anna was able to help me with that. And if you're at a point in your podcasting journey where you are serious about creating a podcast that is impactful, that serves others, where you have a message that you want to send out there, but you feel like you're hitting a wall and you're not able to grow, and you're not able to create partnerships, or even have those conversations, reach out to somebody like Anna. Reach out to yeah, Anna. Yeah, reach out to me. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Just like, do your own vibe check. I think that would be my pitch, you know? Thank you, Hethel, for that. If people want to connect with you, how can they listen to the show and which is the preferred platform? Because, of course, your podcast is so great. So I definitely want people to to follow what you're doing. Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Hethel Bauman, H-E-T-A-L. Last name is Bauman, B-A-M-A-N. And you can find my podcast, The Global Health Pursuit. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can learn more about me and my journey on my website, globalhealthpursuit.com. And find me on LinkedIn because that's where I post most of my content. And I hope to talk to you soon. Well, thank you for that. Definitely connect with Hetzel because she is such a wonderful writer and the podcast is so great. Do check her out. And also, again, everything we mentioned in this episode, links to the program, links to Hetzel's podcast and socials will be there too. And uh, the podcastspace.com slash podcast is where you could find the podcast. 
but also connect with me on Instagram. I'm at the podcast space. I just invite you to reach out if this sounded like you definitely need me in your life and I need you and we're going to make success. And by the way, <laughs> I forgot to mention, Hetel was the first student of the program. So I appreciate you for taking yes. these leaps. So, so happy that you did it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, just keep creating content that's imperfect and moves you forward. I'll see you in the next episode.